an Ironic Media production. Visit us at ironickmedia.com. All right, today in this podcast, I have Tammy Ward, and she is a mother to eight children and is an energy healer. Tammy shares her story about how her son got her into energy healing and how she recovered from drugs in her early 20s. Tammy is so open about her journey and what it took to get into recovery. Tammy has been offering energy healing conferences for the last several years and has helped thousands of people find energy healing. At the end of this episode, Tammy and I share our amazing stories with angels and how you can read more about other stories where angels were able to help. You can find out more about Tammy at energyhealingconference.com. But for now, here is Tammy Ward. Let's get started. Welcome to the Stark Transformation Show. I'm your host, Amy Stark. In this show, I'll be sharing messages of hope, healing, and transformation. I'll teach you how to shift your mindset, conquer your fears, and become the best version of you. You'll hear incredible stories of transformation and about the extraordinary journey I've been on for well over a decade. My connection with energy is so strong, and I can't wait to share it with you. Let's get started. All right, today on the podcast, I have Tammy Ward, and I'm super excited to talk to her about her journey to becoming an energy healer and having energy healing conferences. So welcome to the show, Tammy. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. So how did you get involved in this? Because I know growing up, life wasn't easy for you. Well, I mean, everybody's got their story, right? But yeah, we moved around a lot. I went to 19 different schools before I graduated and it was kind of all over the place. But when I was, let's see, my senior year in high school, I lived with my dad in Idaho, actually, of all places. He was dealing drugs at the time and I was trying to get clean. I moved in with him trying to get clean, actually. And that's when I discovered that he was not just dealing or like, like not just doing it, but he was dealing it and had been for a couple of decades. I hadn't, I didn't know that. Wow. Um, so yeah. So I smoked meth every two hours um, <gasps> as a senior in high school. Literally, I went home in between classes to get high and then would go back to class. And I did that. I slept five nights my entire senior year of high school. So yeah. And that was the only time that we like oh ran out or whatever, you know, like I would never have intentionally even tried to not have some cause I was very addicted after I graduated high school, I wanted to get clean, you know, and my dad kind of had a, a bad habit of beating me up oh. <laughs> in front of other people. And it was, Anyway, it, it came down to, I didn't want to live anymore. And when I wrote out like a pros and cons list of like why I would live or die or whatever, I just decided that I really wanted to live. I just knew I couldn't live there anymore. Mm. So kind of fast forward a little bit. I ended up on a Greyhound bus to New York city. I lived <laughs> in New York city for six months while I got clean. I got strong. 
Wow. There because I wasn't around people who were trying to get me high, right? Right, right. And so it, it makes a big difference. And while I was living there, my grandmother mailed me this book called Feelings Buried Alive Never Die. And it was one of the first times in my life that I ever recognized about how your thoughts impact your world around you. They impact your energy. Mm-hmm. And I remember when that awareness came to me when I was reading that book, it changed me. It really did. It empowered me to get clean. It helped me to be stronger. It helped me to change my thoughts. Right. But also I learned about how, you know, your energy field is a thing. Like it's not just, Oh, you feel better when you think better. Like, no, there's like a lot of science behind it. And <laughs> Luckily, now there's a lot of technology that can also back it up and a lot of clinical evidence and data and, you know, peer reviewed studies. And I mean, decades of study and research. But, you know, back then, people were just like, hey, your thoughts change things, you know. But that's kind of how I got started a little bit. So how old were you when you moved to New York City? Were you just like 20 or or less? I was actually, it was a week before my 18th birthday. I was one of the youngest in my class. So yeah. Why did you pick New York City of all places to go? I mean, that would not be my first choice to get clean. Like, I don't know. I know. Well, it does sound kind of backwards, right? Going from Idaho or Utah to New York City. I know I actually landed in Port Authority and then I lived in Queens and I worked in Manhattan. So Probably because we had a family friend that was living there, like my mom's family friend. And so I stayed with him for like a couple of days. And then I ended up getting a, an apartment and ended up getting, you know, a job at a temp agency and stuff like that. So that's pretty much why it had to be far away. <laughs> and right. I was the only person I knew that was far away. <laughs> Very interesting. So, so what did you think of living in New York City as a young person coming from where well, you were in Colorado, right? I was born in Colorado, but we'd moved around so much. I was mostly raised in Utah or Idaho. And yeah, I <laughs> sorry. Ultra <laughs> huge. Yeah, huge. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. Did you so I guess you started m- making friends who supported that and then yeah. how did you get into energy healing then? A few years ago, my son had a medical issue and I ended up going to an iridologist who is somebody who studies the iris, right? Mm -hmm. The colored part of the eyeball. It's kind of cool because there's maps all over your body. And the eye is just one of those locations where there's a map. And the iridologist looked into my son's eye. And within 20 minutes, she flat out told me, look, I can help him with some of this other stuff that he's dealing with. He's got some constipation issues and some other stuff. I can give him some herbs and help him with some of this. She said, but the issue at hand is an emotional generational thing. And I'm not trained in how to do that, but I can give you a phone number of somebody who does. Wow. And I was like, oh, okay. Like whatever. I didn't really know that much, but I was like, all right, I'm I'm open. I'm going to go to this other person, I guess. Went into her home, sat down on her couch, you know, there in in her office with my son. And he was about five feet away from her. And we hadn't even like really talked about the issue, why we were there. And she said, so I'm getting that he's got some issues going on in his left testicle. It's generational. This is like, she like nailed it. And I was like, what the heck? 
how did you know that? Cause I'm just sitting there helping my son, like unwrap an orange and stuff, you know? And she like, could just, she just knew that. And, and then the issue that was, he was experiencing on and off for about a year, she took care of it by clearing the emotion. And within five minutes it was cleared and he never had that issue come back. And so this is, he's 10, he's almost 11 now. I know he says, how long are you going to talk about my test? (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, man. (laughs) (laughs) But for right now, you know, that's just part of my story. But my, my son was able to get the help that he needed. It was completely non-invasive. You know, it was definitely affordable. It was like a $40, $60 appointment, something Mm. like that. And it took care of it. That was the thing. And the really interesting thing is that she didn't know anything about my family. She didn't know anything about my, really about my son, even, you know, she mm-hmm. asked a couple of questions, but nothing that would even indicate anything even about the issue while we were there, but yet she knew. And she didn't just know the physical thing that was going on, but she also knew the emotional components of it as well. So she went back, she said it was the great, great grandfather on my husband's side. And she even identified the emotions, rage, bitterness, and anger. And sure enough, my husband had told me about this huge falling out that his grandfather had had with his father and all of the brothers that such a huge falling out that the grandpa moved away and they never spoke again. And like that then I found out that that grandpa had had prostate cancer Oh wow! and like, like all of these issues. Now, now it's affecting my son as a two-year-old. So we cleared it and it never came back. Now, interestingly enough, I'm so grateful that this lady had the skill and the ability to be able to identify it and then also clear it. But interestingly enough, it's what launched me on my journey because mm-hmm. I said, if you can help him with that, what else can you help me with? <laughs> you know? So then I started getting help with other things that I needed as well. I let go of about 30 pounds in like a three month, you know, time frame, doing nothing else except for an occasional energy work session with her, just clearing layers of emotions that I had just been kind of carrying around as baggage, didn't know how to take care of them gosh, what else did she help me with right away? I finally said, I want to help people like this. How do I learn how to do this? Mm. So I started taking courses and getting my own certifications, kind of stacking them up there, you know, and then I was getting ready to open my own energy healing practice. And I just said, I just need to do conferences. Like more people need to know about this. So we did our first conference. We had 1400 people there. It was nuts. (laughs) Yeah, it was I know I'm this homeschool mom that lives in the country and I had 1400 people at my first energy healing conference and we've done dozens since then with thousands and thousands of people. So that's kind of like in a nutshell, how I got started. I have a big mouth. I love my kids. (laughs) I just felt an obligation and a duty to help other moms be empowered with this information. And of course, other people, not just moms, but people who are looking for help. I have a couple of questions for you about this whole journey. So one is when you were in New York City and you were recovering from meth, did you actually go to an in-facility kind of treatment center or did you? I lived in a treatment facility when I was 15, when I was here in Utah. 
I lived there for 89 days and I relapsed two days after I got out. Okay. So um, what do you think when I lived with my dad? So, so probably what you're figured out was that mindset was really what was helping you to get through that time period where you were coming off of it. What, how did you do that? Like that seems pretty insurmountable for most people. Yeah, I agree. Especially somebody who has been experiencing addiction for, you know, a certain amount of time or whatever, right? Like I've actually had people tell me, oh, you were just a part-time addict or, oh, you don't really even know what addiction <laughs> means. And, and literally people have said this kind of stuff to me. I'm like, you know what? Like, it's not a contest. First of right. all, yeah. I'm not trying to win a trophy here or anything. What I, the only reason why I ever share my story because I've been clean now for 22 years. I don't really need to talk about my story. I have a huge, you know, following and I have people who respect me as, you know, a professional. Like I don't need to talk about my story. I right. just don't. The reason why I do it is because I feel inspired to offer hope hmm. for people who may still be stuck in circumstances like that or if you have a loved one who is stuck in circumstances like this. So I've been clean for 22 years. My dad has been clean for 20 years. And so, you know, even though he had been doing it for decades, he was still also able to get clean as well. And then I'd not been doing it for decades, but I was able to get clean as well. So yes, your thoughts definitely make a huge difference. When I went to NA meetings, what was happening in NA meetings means narcotics anonymous. And I'm not knocking all of those type of meetings, okay? But for me, what was happening is we would go to those meetings and, or I would go to those meetings. What I would find is that people were talking about, you know, their, the good times and these fun memories of when they were getting high and how it was like their only relief. And they just kept circling around and round about that. And, and actually, unfortunately, sometimes people would even go get high after the meetings, you know, sometimes they're court appointed or they're required, you know, for whatever reason to, to be there. And then they would go do that after that's not what I wanted. I knew that if I kept talking about my life around it, I was just going to stay in that vibe. You know what I mean? Right. So I actually stopped going and I started to think about this new life that I wanted to create. What kind of things did I want to experience next? that didn't have anything to do with that, you know? And that really helped me to think about the future and to what is it that I want to have in my life? What is it that I want to create? And what is it that I want to help people with? And what do I want to accomplish? Where, where do I want to travel? And, you know, what kind of adventures do I want to go on? That really helped me a lot. Focusing on, you know, the new instead of fixing all of the old. And then what happened is it always comes around full circle because then through energy work, I was able to literally shed off a lot of those old layers that at the time I wasn't able to deal with them emotionally, spiritually, just energetically, kind of the whole thing. I just couldn't at the time. I wasn't strong enough, but focusing on what I wanted to rebuild, building those new neural pathways was huge. That's what empowered me personally. That was my experience. So is that where you dreamed up having eight kids in Utah? <laughs> I actually did want to always have a large family. Yeah, I came from a family of six. Same with my husband. He had six in his family of origin. I mean, I told him, you know, I wanted to have 12 kids. So I actually did because I, I lost four. So I oh, mean, wow. I have 12 babies. So yeah. Holy moly. Wow. And so you said you homeschool now as well. 
Yeah. I've been a homeschool mom for 15 years. I have some kids that, are, that go to public school right now because I let them choose where they'd like to go. Mm-hmm. But yes, I've been homeschooling for 15 years. Wow. And running a business. So once you learned all these modalities, so now do you work on people? I mean, it seems like you don't have much time to do that. (laughs) No, I do. I I actually have a lot of help, but I have a daughter who's married with a couple of babies. So I'm a grandma. I have another daughter who's married. And then I have one who's just getting ready to move out probably in the next couple of months here. And so then I'll have five at home, but I do, I work on people, not like every day, all day, but right. I do make time for sessions. I usually do between six and 10 private sessions each week. I, I'm a huge believer in collaboration and building community. So I'm all about helping other practitioners find their clients too. So I mentor people in a group capacity and that way as well. But yeah, I'm just like, I, however I can help. So yeah, I went to your Facebook page, the Energy Healing Conference page, and you have 22,000 members and it just looks like a really, really fun, high vibrational community to be a part of. So yeah, uh, that's awesome. You. So what have you learned from being this person who o- offers these modalities to other people and offers these conferences? I mean, I know you've met some really incredible people that you know have definitely helped me on my journey, You know, I know for sure. So what have you learned from all of that? Oh my gosh. The coolest (laughs) things ever. I love all of the amazing people that I get to meet, including you, Amy. Seriously. Thank you for how you're showing up and just helping all of the people that you meet as well. I have learned so many things from so many of them. One of the main things that I have learned is that Mm -hmm. it doesn't really matter who you are, where you come from, what you've been through, like who your family is, like it really, none of that really matters. It's about what you choose today to step into because you don't have to accept things that were given to you. You're not a victim of your circumstance. You at any time can choose something different. And having been through some pretty intense health struggles, myself, autoimmune conditions, even being on bed rest at different times, I know that there is always a different choice. And I'm grateful for the seasons that I've been through that have taught me empathy, right? And compassion, because I really believe that it's fueled my passion and my desire to want to help others who might find themselves in a state of hopelessness or just lack of direction, being able to help others connect them to people who are, who are in a position where they can help, right? Practitioners and Mm -hmm. other experts, authors, speakers, whoever it may be. There's just so much out there. And so don't give up. If you've received a, a diagnosis or prognosis, or you just find yourself in such a state that is just, your life is like in a disarray, like, dude, hang on, hang on there. Don't give up because there's hope, you know, there's always hope. Right. It's darkest before dawn. Absolutely. I'm a huge fan of the dark night of the soul transforming our lives and helping us to find out who we really are. I think when you hit rock bottom, you look up and you're like, oh, okay, that's the way out. (laughs) So since you seem to be a visionary, what's coming up for us as a world, as a society in terms of healing? Oh my gosh. I am so excited that you asked that question. I was just listening to a book this morning on Audible It's called Frequency by Penny Pierce. Have you ever heard of it? No, I haven't. One of my mentors, Bob Proctor, he's the really cool old dude on The Secret. Have you ever seen him? Yes, yeah, yeah, I know who he is. (laughs) Okay, so Bob Proctor recommended this book to me called Frequency by Penny Pierce. Again, it's P-E-N-N-E-Y. 
And then Pierce is spelled P-E-I-R-C-E. Anyway, I'm literally in like the second or the third chapter and she's talking about some of the things. Now, this book was written like forever ago. It's one of those really old books that, you know, Bob always recommends like the older books. I love it. <laughs> As a Man Thinketh by James Allen, Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, all those mm-hmm. I love them. Well, this is a newer book for me, but she's talking about the state of consciousness and how we're evolving as a community and as a consciousness. And I have been so fascinated. I normally have all of my books turned up to a higher speed Mm. because I feel like I can digest information pretty quickly. So I usually have it like at 1.75. I actually had to turn hers down Wow! because it's so like deep. And it's so intense. It's so good. So I've re-listened to these first couple chapters several times, but she's talking where I am right now. She was talking about that and about how as just as a, as a humanity really on the planet right now, when we let go of fear and when we let go of isolation, feelings of isolation, Hmm. how are the whole humanity will just be raised up and, and, Literally, though, I'm talking about the frequency being raised up and so that we can evolve even that much more. And it's so cool because this is like an old book Mm. and and she's talking about it. And I'm like, it is applicable to right now. She's kind of making a little bit of, I wouldn't say like, it's not like future or fortune telling. It's not like that, but she's just kind of making her own little estimations or, or whatnot. And she's saying about 2012. And I'm like, (gasps) only about 10 years off here, you know, (laughs) some of the stuff she's talking about, but it's like spot on. It's pretty good. You have to read it. Cool. So you think that we're going to raise our consciousness and eventually just shift into this? We are. Yeah, Yeah, we are. Now, sometimes, I mean, I, it's the whole chaos to order. Maybe right now it's not super comfortable, but I don't really think that transformation is ever really a comfortable thing for people. (laughs) Absolutely not. No, no. I I think we're in a dark night of the soul and coming out of it or, you know, another image I've gotten is like, we're going through the birth canal and we're about to be birthed in 2021. And, and, you know, it's really intense when you're being birthed or birthing someone. So lots of things can happen and lots of energy is around. So yeah, I I do think that what happens on the other side is going to be a lot higher vibration and a new way of thinking and being. Yeah, I just, I feel for the people that are isolated right now because I know how deeply affecting that is to our overall health. Yeah, it's probably the number one thing that can really degrade our health, so. I kind of feel like one of my intuitive gifts is connection. And so even if people are at home, let's say you live in an apartment or something like that and you're not able to get out and be around other people, there's other ways that you can still connect There's other ways that you can still make sure that you are not isolated because if you feel that you are alone, I really feel like that is a trap and you can allow yourself to be that way. Sure. You can choose that, but you don't have to, even with the current state of things, you can choose to reach out and serve in the ways that you can Mm -hmm. and, and to connect with others. Sure. You might have to get a little bit creative, but dude, it's like seriously worth it to be able to do that we're social animals. You know what I mean? Like we definitely want to be around people, but if you're in a state or you're in a position where you're not able to do that, get creative, find some ways that you can do it. Speaking spirit to spirit, doing meditation. Like you can do it as a group consciousness. You can do it in many different ways. It doesn't have to be like, even what, like you might be thinking that I'm implying like zoom or phone calls. It Mm. might be in other ways, you know? 
connecting with the quantum field. Exactly. Yeah. And also you can put your hands over your heart and that will help to release oxytocin, which will help feel, make you feel like you're bonding with at least yourself. <laughs> and that hormone is really good for us. So tell us about your book, The Angel Book, because I, I would love for people to hear about that. I'm, I love angels. So that is actually a book where we have several different contributors have included stories that they have personally experienced with angels. Mm. And some of those stories are just like, they're, they're really quite hope filled, helping people to recognize that they truly are not alone. My story is the first chapter in that book. And it's talking about how, when I'm writing my chapter, how my grandma literally appeared to me. And I mean, my grandma passed or I should say graduated um, (laughs) 7-7 of 07. And I knew that it was a significant date or meaning behind the date of her graduation, but I didn't know what it meant. I started actually studying Hebrew and I, I learned the number seven means completion and perfection. And I just, I love it. I'm like, well, that's pretty spot on. You know, my grandma was just such a light to so many people. But anyway, I absolutely love angels. You can probably see mm-hmm. my angel picture back here. Every time I have somebody do a piece of intuitive artwork for me, I usually get this angel literally shows up in like wow. all of them. It's pretty awesome. But like I even had somebody create a drum for me and it's the same angel literally facing the full moon. But yeah, so I mean, and somebody just did this as a gift from my Facebook page. That's beautiful. But yeah, so this book is got a whole bunch of different stories. So if you're just looking for like you, maybe you like learning about people's near death experiences, or you like to be able to hear of stories where people have had assistance from the other side. That's really what this whole book is about, but it's not just from one person's perspective. I had each one of the authors contribute their story. I handpicked them myself and had them kind of condense it down. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of like Mm -hmm, a digest version of it. Mm -hmm. So it's about like between 2,500 and 3,000 words each, but they're just, they're so inspiring. One about a woman who was in a snowstorm and how she ended up in this random, just completely rural and secluded area. The light was on in this hotel. They were able to get room and board and and meals and everything that they needed. And then come to find out years later that that place had been closed down and no one that had been there for years. I mean, incredible stories. Oh, she went through a different dimension to get there. Holy crap. Yeah, I know. Really cool. Just (laughs) telling you about it, but there's some really great stories in there, and it was meant to be a first volume because we have more coming. Like out of all the topics that I've ever studied or learned about, this has been one that has just really meant a lot to me personally. That story that I shared with you about when I was writing my pros and cons list about if I should live or not live. This is when I was 17 years old, right? I felt that there were other spirits in the room with me and I didn't know who it was or like, I actually, I didn't really believe in that even at the Mm -hmm. time, but I just, I knew what I felt. I couldn't Mm -hmm. deny what I felt. It felt like there was a whole room of people when I was doing that. You know, I didn't know I was going to have eight kids, but I've gone back to that room many times in my mind's eye and they were my children, but how did that work? You know, but there was the children 
my children, the spirits of my children in that room with me. Wow. And, you know, so sometimes angels are people who have not yet been on the planet. Sometimes they have been, and sometimes they're like, I just feel like we don't know everything. Mm. So why do we rule stuff out? You know what I mean? Sometimes there's more than that, what we're aware of. And I've had people say, no, that's not real. And I'm like, oh, it's okay if you don't believe it. Like, but for me, I absolutely know I am here because of that experience. I don't think I'd be here otherwise. Yeah, I agree. I actually was leaving a movie theater with my four sisters or three sisters. So the four of us were in the car, I was driving and it was raining and somebody stopped short in front of us. And there was the tiniest of gaps, maybe three inches or so. And I saw, I love, I think I love thinking about it. It's giving me chills, but two angels grab the car and take us through that three inches. And we came out the other side and all of us remember that we couldn't have possibly have made it through that three inches. But then when I saw the angels, yeah, pretty amazing. Absolutely. Wow. That's spectacular. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Stories like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're out there for sure. And you don't always have to believe or know, like you were saying, you know, you, you were 17 and didn't know. And I remember when I was 26, before I started studying this, you know, people came to me and I was like, oh, they came to me, but I wasn't like, oh, this is a thing. Like I just knew they were there because you can feel it. So if you're open to it. Well, it has been a pleasure to talk to you. You are an incredible light in this world. I want to thank you for all the work that you're doing, both, you know, to educate people, but also to help people to heal. So thank you for being on the podcast. Absolutely. Thank you, Amy. Appreciate you so much. Can you tell everybody where to find you? Yeah, absolutely. If you're on Facebook, just go to Energy Healing Conference. Join in there. We have classes every Friday for free. Great options. You can mentor with me. You can do a session with me privately if you choose to. I've got a coupon code for your listeners, all caps TAMI40, if they are interested in doing a session. You can also private message me, Tammy Anderson Ward, or send me an email at Tammy at HopeHavenEventsWithAnS.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. All content provided by Amy Stark and or her guests on the Stark Transformation Show website or other platforms, including text, images, audio, or other formats, are created for informational purposes only. Always seek the advice of a physician or qualified health provider with any questions you have regarding a medical condition. Amy Stark is not a doctor or a therapist. 